Hello, Two Principles podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all your support and appreciate you checking in with us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate review our podcast. You can also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Two Principles. Check us out on the web at twoprinciples.com. We're so grateful for our Two Principles podcast partners, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Greenboy Brand. We want to thank Greenboy Brand for helping us design our two principles artwork and logo. They can help you customize your brand. If you're looking for an artwork designer logo or some cool merch, check them out at greenboybrand.com. Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Hey, I'm Matt Redding, and I'm hanging out with the Two Principles. Matt, well, welcome. I'm glad you're here today. Um, are you are you a, a caffeinated guy here? I'm in the morning. I'm, I'm feeling any need a little caffeinate caffeinate. Caffeination today, whatever you want to call that. I think you just is made that, up that a word. I just made up a word. Caffeination. I need to be. Ca- oh, that's exactly why I need caffeine. Caffeination. Are you? Are you a caffeine drinker, coffee drinker, anything like that? Uh, so I'm not a coffee drinker. Everybody hates me for it. Um, but I am an energy drink guy. Okay. Um, so usually in the mornings, I'll on my drive into work. I usually have a nice little monster in the drive home. A monster. I was just going to ask, is that your the, what your choice is, monster? Okay. Is there like different? Like I know there is it, but. It, Different, obviously, kinds, flavors, but then there's, like, low sugar, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so some of them will have, like, zero sugar. Um, I usually try and stick with the zero sugar ones, but every once in a while, that flavor gets just old after you drink the same thing over and over again. So I'll switch it up, grab a pink one with a little bit of sugar in there, and just switch it up every once in a while. I don't even know. Well, the thing I think one of those would just shock my system. I'd probably, I mean, I'd drink, you know, I get my, today I'm going to probably need a couple, a couple coffees, but... I think, I think an energy drink would just kind of... I don't know if I've ever had a Monster. Boom. To be honest with you. I don't think I have. I don't either. But hey, um, that's awesome. Kev, you ready to go here let's this morning? Let's do this. Hey, let, let's, let's raise that frequency. Yeah, let's let, go. Let's go. Let's go spread some good out in the podcast universe. It's that time. Hello and welcome to today's show. As always, super excited to be here today with my good friend Kevin. And we are excited to have Staff Sergeant Matthew Redding in the HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the Two Principles, the Two Principles podcast, where we put the focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress management, and mental health. Our goal is to equip everyday leaders with practical tools to maintain their overall health and live out a more balanced and fulfilling life. If this is your first time tuning in to the Two Principles pod, hey, we appreciate you checking us out. There's a lot of great podcasts out there in the world, and Thank you for tuning in today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. As always, every episode, we will stay true to the two principles purpose. We will consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We will stay present. We're going to give it our best today. And of course, we're always going to try to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to have uh, Matthew here in the 
in the studio here today with us. But Kevin, before we get started, I did have a, a, a mailbag question here that Perfect. popped in, and I'm looking for it here. And it says, I'm going to have you answer this. Okay. I uh, see that you're dropping short two principles, life and leadership episodes on Sundays, as well as your typical guest interviews on Wednesdays. What's that all about? <laughs> well, we just didn't <laughs> feel like we had enough to do. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like we have these guests and then and then there's further conversations that you and I have that kind of kind of launch off of those topics. And, and uh, it's really just um, some additional information, much shorter formats, just the two of us. Um, some of them, you know, they might only be 10 minutes, but uh, I would say on average, they're probably going to be maybe 20 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, 20, 25 minutes. And, and uh, it's just a more concise conversation about a, a single topic. So we don't kind of, you know, we don't stray off of a, you know, more than one topic at a time. Yeah. Just for us to, yeah, yeah. share some, uh, share some stuff that we've learned from our guests and, or, you know, uh, just in our, our own life and, and leadership too. So appreciate, uh, those listeners sending us questions. Again, if you have any questions for the two principles here, send us an email at two principles podcast at gmail.com. So Matthew, Hey, before we get started here, do you have any questions for the two principles? Like, do you want to know anything about us? Um, I've kind of actually done a lot of research on both of you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> obviously, Uh-oh. just because it's part of my work, since obviously I do cover Rogers High School. So, yeah. Um, and then Maple Grove, even we've been looking at those. Um, okay. But yeah, I've done a lot of research on both of you guys, and I think what'd you find out? Not a whole lot, actually. You guys are actually <laughs> very good. hard to find on the internet. Oh my god, that's good. <laughs> um, Did you he, find the Two Principles podcast <laughs> on there? Actually, I didn't find it while during that research. Actually, I was scrolling on TikTok. And just randomly, you guys popped up on my forty oh page, my and I'm just like, oh, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> and then I like looked into it. I'm like, oh, they're actually from here. So, oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, I'm glad that we're not like readily <laughs> out there, Big, you know, like red flag, yeah. boom, 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 <laughs> that, boom. That makes me out, feel good. That makes me feel out. good. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, again, we're excited to have you, Matthew. One of the things we do here uh, on the Two Principles Pod, we like to introduce our guests with a. What there? What would be your walk-up song? A song that you'd say, "Hey, this would fire me up, get me going," because we want to so, formally introduce you here. So I'm pretty into rock music, um, mm-hmm. especially slower build-ups, um, and then obviously I really like remakes recently. So, um, "Bad Wolves" by um, Zombie by the Bad Wolves, which is just a remake of the Cranberries. Song, here we go. Is one of my best. I got that here. I think. There we go. Zombie. Oh, yeah, this is the makeup from the Cranberries. Yeah, it's a drastic difference from the Cranberries yeah. version, but I, love, I, I enjoy it. Cool, love it. Well, Matthew, welcome to the Two Principles Podcast. We're excited you're here. We're going to have a good time today. I'm excited to be here. All right, let's formally introduce you. So, like you said, Jason, we are excited to have Army Staff Sergeant Matt Redding in the HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio today. Uh, a little bit about Matt. For the past seven years, Matt has been a recruiter for the Army. And then prior to this, uh, we're going to learn a lot about this role, but he spent 11 years in behavioral health working with servicemen and women as they worked with medical professionals. 
Uh, it's always great to learn from other leaders. Um, and so we want to welcome Matt. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on today's Two Principles episode. Thanks for the invite. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, we're excited to learn uh, learn uh, from you uh, about what you do and the impact you've had and um, just things that we can get out to listeners about, you know, mental health and all the things that we do talk about. But I'm, I'm excited to actually ask this question here because I was going to change it up, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask, you know, Matthew being, uh, you know, in the Army, <laughs> do you make your bed? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm actually really bad about it. Oh, most wow. days wow. I don't I make my bed. Um, <laughs> otherwise, on I try just because it's important. Um, I actually remember you asking this question <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, I really hope it doesn't ask. Um, but if I do make my bed, it's literally like I grab my blanket and I just throw it over, so it covers everything. Okay. Now, what you know, there is a lot of research out there about the importance of making bed. What would you say about like just the importance of making your bed every day? Um, so <clears throat> I don't remember where I heard it from, but I did hear it where it's like if you can make your bed first thing in the morning. I might have heard it from you guys actually. I don't remember, but if you can make your bed first thing in the morning, that's like the very first thing that you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to accomplish one thing right when you wake up, it just sets the mood for the entire day. Yep. So that's kind of what I look at it. It's just I I'm not a morning person, so I. <laughs> How'd you survive the military? It's been it's been rough. <laughs> I I had times where I was falling asleep at like six o'clock as soon as I got home, and I was like, "This is horrible." Yeah. Um, but after a while, you definitely get used to it. Like now, it's I'm usually I don't have to be at work until about nine, so I don't have to get up yeah. too early. Yeah. Uh, funny. Well, hey, I appreciate you checking in with the random question of the show, and to find out that no, you really don't make your bed. So. I would have lost money on that today. Yeah, I know. You're, you, for sure, you think military guy, 100% making his bed every day, but you never know. Uh, let's jump into the first question. Uh, the first one's just going to be pretty general. Uh, Matt, tell, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your your background. Where'd you grow up? Um, how'd you end up getting in the military? How'd you end up you know, getting where you are now? And, and just kind of give us a general sense of uh, your story. Okay. Um, so I actually grew up just north of St. Cloud um, in a very small town called St. Stephen. People that live like five minutes away don't even know that place exists. <laughs> um, and I actually graduated from Holding Fort High School back in 2003. Um, two years out of high school, I ended up just, I wasn't really going anywhere with life and I was just kind of jumping jobs. And one of my best friends, he was joined, working on joining the army. So I just decided, okay, let me go talk to your recruiter. Um, and I just walked in and I'm like, hey, I want to do something in the psychological field. And he's like, we have behavioral health specialists. So I ended up joining. Originally, I was just going to do four years. I was going to get out, and I was going to go to college, do my own thing. And here I am. I hit my 18-year mark next month, um, getting ready to retire here in two years. And uh, actually, just earlier this year, I actually just finally graduated from post-university with my bachelor's in marketing. Um, Good for you. Yeah. I'm just happy. I'm happy to be back in Minnesota. Finally, it's been 17 years being gone, and I just moved back last summer. So yeah. Oh, hey, first and foremost, I, I neglected to say thanks for serving. Oh yeah, well, thank you for your support. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that that's that's uh, so behavioral. Maybe, maybe this would be a good time to maybe just kind of give listeners an idea of what what that role is because I was when you told me that prior to us starting this, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, so it does end up confusing a lot of people just because in the army we call it behavioral health. Um, I was actually in when we made the switch from mental health to behavioral health, um, and there was just a big. We all know military. We're all supposed to be like big gung ho guys that. We don't, we're not weak and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, like just needing some help is not a weakness. So the army changed it over to behavioral health. So it's basically, I literally just work in clinics, 
Um, we also do research. We can do inpatient treatment. Um, and we just help everybody with the mental health. Typically service members. Sometimes we'll see family members um, or even retirees. But basically we are doing treatment, different groups, sleep hygiene stuff, everything. Hmm. That's really cool. I guess I never knew that that was... What year was that when they made that switch? Uh, it was pretty much like right when I joined. So I would say probably about 2006, 2007. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, you know, when, when we do talk about just kind of the overall, your overall health and taking care of yourself, <clears throat> I always have the image of, you know, military, you know, you, the, old, the, the old movies probably aren't even, you know, true, but you know, they're going to <laughs> running and doing all that stuff. But what, when you think of just your own, your own personal overall health, what does being a leader in your health and wellness look like to you? So for me, so obviously in the military, we, especially the army, we grow specifically like you, we want you to be a leader. Um, even from the first day that you sign up, we want you to be a leader. So we instill just being able to do, you need to do what you expect your soldiers to do. Um, so if I'm sitting here and I'm like, you need to go get checked out, like you need to go talk to somebody, but I know I need to go talk to somebody and I'm not doing it, like why are they going to go do it if I tell them to? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing. Like I know I need to take care of myself. I know I've neglected it every once in a while, but I mean, we're all adults. We probably all have at some point, <laughs> but I need to, I need to know like if I need help, I need to go do that. So I actually ended up doing therapy a while ago, um, shortly after my divorce um went through therapy and now i'm like i feel better and i know like hey it, it does help so mm -hmm. whenever i get because i have two guys that are infantry in my office and infantry is still pretty much straight infantry like they are gung-ho sure nothing's you can't you can't be weak and i'm like no like go go talk to somebody like you need help yeah. you need to go talk to somebody and just get the advice even if you don't like it oh well just try it at least mm-hmm do you, do you feel um, in in your in in the realm of of the military? I mean, obviously there's been a shift. Um, is there still kind of a wall though? Is is there still this stigma that that you guys are fighting internally? So sadly, yes. Um, no matter what, we still have all of these like top leaders. Even though all of our top, a lot of our top leaders like they're going to get therapy and they're very open about it. We still have those other ones that are like. No, you can't go get help. Yeah. Um, and it's very, it's very, it's very toxic, just to put it straight out there. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, the military itself, like as a whole, we are trying to make it like, no, if you need the help, go get it. Um, and that's the biggest thing is just go get the help if you need it. But it's definitely something that we have to fight every once in a while. Yeah. I think too is, you know, you think about just going to get help. I think some of the best advice I've ever gotten was, hey, you can be as, you can look as tough as you want, but until you can actually look inside and shine the flashlight through your body and, and check out your the, the skeletons in your closet and all that stuff, that's tough. Yeah. And when you can do that and work through some of that stuff and maybe uh, move some of that past trauma, heal some of that past trauma, to me that is that's toughness. Mm -hmm. So in that role, I'm just curious, were you working primarily with, um, I mean, you're working with servicemen and women for all varieties, variety of reasons. I mean, personal reasons, yep. uh, job-related reasons. I yeah. mean, like combat, yeah, pretty PTSD, much everything. I mean, um, everything from that to personal issues. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. A lot of a lot of what I would do, since I'm not obviously I'm not a licensed provider. Yeah. Um, 
uh, if it was like very serious, like if it was like PTSD stuff like yeah. that, obviously we would we would bring them to our providers. They would be able to deal with that. Um, actually, shortly after I came out into recruiting, um, the army has actually pushed my position to the point where we're able to do cognitive behavioral therapy now. Oh, wow! Um, so that was a big push to get us all trained up on that. And otherwise, like I'm there for like if somebody does come in and they are having suicidal thoughts, like, yeah. I'm there to talk to you. And I'm going to help if you need to go to the hospital, I'm going to help you get yeah. to mm -hmm. the inpatient side of things. Um, otherwise, like as I was leaving, I was a little bit higher of a rank. So I started doing a lot more of the admin and less treatment side of stuff. But yeah, we definitely have to. What What was the attraction for you to that role? I've growing up, I was always interested in psychology, like what makes somebody be them? Um, and that's kind of just what I was really interested in. Um, when I originally joined, I didn't know it was going to be like a straight, mostly clinic and treatment type stuff. However, after being in it, I'm just like, okay, I really enjoy helping people. Um, like I have had a few of my previous patients, they would find me again and they'd just come up and just thank me immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't really do anything. Like I was just there for you to talk. Um, but just being able to help people. And it's the same thing with recruiting too. Like I, being able to recruit, like especially like some of these high school seniors or even people that are in their 30s, like just being able to help somebody and get them out there and put them in a better situation for yeah. themselves. It's interesting because I think the average person, I mean, I have very little, um, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the military. I, my father was in the Air Force, but, you know, that was a long time ago. I don't have any immediate family currently that are active or anything like that. There's so many things you can do in the military mm -hmm. that I think the average person probably isn't even aware of. Like, I mean, yeah. I had no idea that that's something that you could say, oh, I want to join the military and I want to, I want to help people with their personal challenges. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely something that we also deal with, especially here in Minnesota. We have no military bases, really. Like, yeah. We have Fort Snelling and Camp Ripley, but that's about it. But, yeah, I was the same way. Growing up, I didn't know anything about the military. Um, like, my dad did four years in the Navy, but I didn't know any of it. So... And I'm the only one in my immediate family now in my generation that's served and especially gone this long. What made you, what was the kind of the deciding factor point that you said, hey, I want to I wanna go do this. I want to go serve. A lot of it was I was basically like jumping jobs. I was I was a horrible teenager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to put it out there. But um, like every the two weeks. I was going to yeah. say, it's not an exclusive club. <laughs> <laughs> like every two weeks I would, I would end up with a new job. Um, like I would just stop working. Like I worked at a Coke factory. I was a cook for a while. And I just kept changing jobs and I was going nowhere with life. My parents and I weren't getting along. I was still living with them and I was 20 years old. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something. And then just the fact that my buddy was yeah. talking to a recruiter at the time, I'm just like, okay, let me go and talk to your recruiter and figure this out. What, hmm. what was it that the recruiter said? Honestly, I was... <laughs> or could they have said anything? I was basically <laughs> what we call a unicorn. Um, okay. <laughs> I basically walked in and I'm like, where I do I sign? In the psychological field. <laughs> he told me a little bit. I honestly don't remember anything yeah. that my recruiter told me. Yeah. Um, I still remember his name though. Um, it's Sergeant Zabla. He actually retired before I even got out of training. Okay. But yeah, he didn't really tell me anything. I just got in there. I asked a couple questions. He told me the information and I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Where's the, uh, parts of the country or world that you've been that you've really enjoyed? Um, so I've basically only been in the country. Um, I've actually lived in, I lived in Kansas a couple times. Um, but 
the best thing, like especially just growing up here in Minnesota where everything is very, very spread out. I was on the East Coast. Um, I've been in Maryland, Connecticut, and New York. Okay. So just being able to see a lot of things. Yeah. Um, like it's just drastically different out there. That's why I continuously advocate, especially to a lot of the kids here in Minnesota, like get out of Minnesota for a little while. Yeah, yeah go, go see something. Yeah. Like definitely come back if your family is still here, but go get out of Minnesota for a little bit. Get a Everything's different drastically yeah. different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, when you, Matthew, you're talking about now in the role that you've been in now, but you um, just graduated with a marketing degree. Yep. What... I mean, I guess I, I would have thought that you would maybe wanted to go into maybe counseling or mental health therapy or something like that. What was the change or, I mean, and there's nothing I'd say, cause everybody's going to do something different and, and how you do that. But I guess I'm just interested in to know what, what's behind that. Yep. So, um, so yeah, a lot of, I did actually start my degree in psychology, um, mm -hmm. but I ended up switching out. A, a lot of it was just, I, I did end up just getting burnt out yeah. from mental health stuff. Um, so being in marketing and kind of like we were talking before we started, um, I used to stream over on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew like in order to do that, you have to be able to market yourself. Along with that, as a recruiter, I need to be able to market the army to a lot of people that don't know anything about the army. Right. So I'm like, okay, marketing will be fun. And then I did a concentration on social media marketing just because mm -hmm. of the fact that social media is probably going to be the way to go for, mm -hmm. for a very long time. So... I just ended up, I'm like, okay, this will help me in my current job. It'll help me with what I want to do on the outside. Plus, once I get out, I need to be able to market myself to get a decent job. Because right. I have to go be a real adult and <laughs> actually find jobs. So. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I would say, too, just what you said is, and I can only imagine, I can't even put, I don't I don't even want to dare even try to say that I would, know, but the burnout and, and what you've had to, see your face uh, through your time when you say you're just tired and burned out and looking for something different. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. Totally get that. Uh, so it's crazy. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, going a little bit more specific into the mental health piece of it. Cause that's one of the, one of the big reasons why Kevin and I started doing this podcast. Cause we want to talk about mental health and here we are in health wise behavior, health and wellness and the, the yoga studio here, the wellness studio and we just want to continually have these conversations about mental health because it is part of our being. It's not just the physical part of it. You also have the, the mental, the emotional, spiritual side of it. Mm -hmm. So mental health, part of our being, what does mental health mean to you? And then maybe if you want to talk about some of the trends you see with mental health in the military, I know you've touched on a little bit. Maybe if you want to go more in depth with that. Yeah. Um, so mental health to me, it's just, a lot of it is one being resilient, just being able to come back from different things that you can't control. Um, but also like, obviously we have, there's science behind it where you may have chemical imbalances, stuff like that. And sometimes you just really need somebody to talk to because I can give somebody advice all day. Mm -hmm. um, but if I can't follow that advice, just because I'm looking at it from my point of view, it's a lot easier to get advice from somebody that you just tell them everything that's going on and they're able to tell you like, hey, this is probably what you could do to help you out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the biggest thing. Mental health, it's always been really big uh, big for me. Um, I actually have a really good friend that's going through a med board now, and she's kind of been dealing with some stuff. But seeing her post on Facebook, you can tell like she's, she's going to kill it um, when she gets out. And just being able to take care of yourself is my biggest thing. Um, as far as trends, obviously, since we're no longer like 
actively at war, a lot of stuff has changed. Um, when I was back seven years ago, when I was still in mental health, we saw a lot of fatigue and burnout mm-hmm. from constant deployments for, what was it, almost 10, 12, mm-hmm. 15 years. Um, people just getting tired of it. We also would get our younger kids that join, and then now you're being told, hey, you're deploying. Um, so it's changed quite a bit now um, to the point where now I'm pretty sure it's more or less just kind of like a lot of family issues, um, just being away from home, just getting tired of the army because war army and non-war army are two completely oh, different armies. Sure. It's Can drastically yeah. different. So um, just be everybody being able to get used to just being back to not having combat jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like we still have our jobs, but hey, you're not really, if you're infantry, you're probably not doing very much infantry stuff. What are, what are they doing? What, someone that is in an infantry, and we're not, time, what, what, how do they spend their days? They pretty much are always training. Okay. Um, they will go out, what we, we call it just going out to the field where they're going out to the woods and they're doing different training exercises, sure. everything like that. So that's basically all they're doing at this point. Um, along with, we have a lot of different ceremonies and everything like that. So it just kind of opens a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the training portion is very big, just being able to perfect your skills for yeah. if you ever do sure. need them. No, that makes sense. Let's move into um, social media. It's interesting that you are, are focusing on social media uh, marketing aspect of uh, your next phase in life. Um, are you staying up to date with the latest social media? You talked about you used to live stream on Twitch. Um, you know, what platforms any are you on? Who do you follow? Um, this is a big topic that we talk about being in the field of education. And we'll, we'll talk about, you know, addiction to smartphones and everything from uh, that to uh, AI and, and all that kind of stuff. So where are you, where are you at in the so, scope of social media? I do use social media a lot. Um, one, just because I'm used to it now, because I used social media originally just so I could keep in touch with friends and family sure. back home. Now that I'm home, I'm still used to it. So I constantly am on it. Um, but I'm on, I'm very rarely on Instagram. Like I have an Instagram, but I, I don't take pictures. So I never really can post anything. Um, obviously I do follow the two principles on Instagram. <laughs> um, otherwise my main one is obviously Facebook cause I'm old. Um, same here. So, um, and then I do have a Twitter. Uh, otherwise I use YouTube. I do watch TikTok a lot. Um, mm-hmm. just cause it's really quick, funny videos that I can watch. Yeah. Um, but I watch a lot of gamers um, just because I'm also kind of a nerd, so <laughs> a game. Um, and then, obviously, everybody if you know anything about TikTok, you have different sides of TikTok, and I am very heavily on the mill talk side of things, so I get a lot of military guys on there. Okay. Um, when you're serving, the question I have, when you, you know, when you're in service or you're going through that, what's the, um, I don't know, it's a policy or procedure when it comes to your cell phone? and the use of it when you're, when you're serving. I mean, like, cause you know, way back in the day, obviously we didn't have cell phones. It was, you were writing letters back and forth. Well now times have changed where you have a cell phone, you can go on FaceTime and you can be talking to your parent or you can be talking to your spouse or whatever else. What's the, is there any like procedure policy when it comes to using that, not using that? So we do have procedures. Obviously we have our operational security stuff where it's like, if you are getting deployed or anything, you can't put that out over anything electronic. Got sure. it. Um, okay. So like if I want, if I'm going to be going to Afghanistan here in like two months, 
I can't call my mom and be like, hey, mom, I'm leaving on this day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but otherwise, like outside of training, like our basic training and our job trainings, it's pretty much like a nine to five job. Um, like obviously yeah. we have different things where we might work late. We might have 24 hour duty, stuff like that. But if you, as long as you're doing your job and you're doing it well and doing it right and you're safe about it, you can hop on your phone. Um, basic training. It had took me a little while to get used to as a recruiter because when I went through, we had pay phones <laughs> and I had to have calling cards in order to call home on the very rare instance we got phone time. Um, now, pretty much every Sunday, as long as your unit didn't screw up during training, pretty much every Sunday they give you your cell phone back for like an hour. Oh, okay. So, I keep, I continuously get texts on my work phone from guys that have shipped. And I'm like, you're supposed to be in basic training. Why are you texting me right now? Um, <laughs> so it's definitely different. But yeah, cell phones, like obviously we have different things that we can't say on the internet. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Like we've, I've actually seen people get in trouble for what they have put on the internet. Sure. That's interesting. So I guess it, it just like students, right? You know, you're always trying to figure out a way to use it. Yeah. And, and the same type of thing that you're seeing. Is so like, basic training, you actually take the phones. Yep, they don't, yeah, they they don't they'll usually them. lock them up. Um, and then, like I said, about an hour on Sundays, as long as you didn't screw yeah. up, they'll just give them back to you so you can text, call, whatever you want to do with your cell phone. Huh. What is basic training nowadays? How long is it? So for the so each branch, we actually have different lengths. Okay. Um, ours is basically just 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Okay. Um, there months. was talks about it going up to like 12 or shortening it, but it stayed the same forever. They yeah. talk about a lot of things. Yeah. Do, do you have any advice, like Kevin was saying earlier, do you have any advice about uh, this so much in the schools in particular, because that's where we spend our time as, as principals, but the addiction part of it with kids and on it all the time and advice for... It could be teachers, could be administrators, could be parents. Yeah. Um, so obviously I don't work in the schools, but like my big thing is like you have to have times where you need to put those phones down. Um, mm -hmm. What I have with my daughter, um, even though I don't see her all the time, when I do see her, like earlier in June, I saw her after she graduated high school. Um, she came out here. We spent a week and it was like, okay, it's time to put the phone down. Like we need to do our thing. Um, so she's also kind of a gamer. So we would, throw on her switch and we would just sit there and play video games and like neither of us would look at our phone at that time um and that's kind of our biggest thing is just you need to put the phone down at some point mm -hmm. um, and just kind of stay away from it obviously schools you guys have your own rules of what you guys can do mm -hmm. and can't do with student stuff but that's definitely the big thing it's it's hard when it comes to these kids with just always being on the phone yeah there's so much research i mean they talk about the 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 true chemical changes that are happening in their brains um yeah with it with the just i mean legit addiction to their phones yeah we've seen it a lot too because now it's obviously when we were growing up going to school it was you're not going to have a calculator everywhere you yeah. go um and now we have a calculator everywhere <laughs> we go yeah so but so we'll have kids that are coming in and they they're there to take the asvab to try and join the army and they can't pass it because they can't use a calculator on it yeah so it throws them off and they're just like i don't know what to do without my phone yeah. Hmm. Jumping into what, what what's your relationship or or understanding um, experience with um, AI, Chat GPT? Is there where, where you at? So the army has very much adopted it. Um, I've actually gotten to the point. So we have to write memos a yeah. lot, um, and it, there's certain formats and everything that it has to be done. Um, there was one point where I was working a waiver and I needed to type one up, type up a memo so that my commander could sign it. 
And even he straight out said was just like, just type something up and then go on to chat, G- chat GPT and we will literally have chat GPT write up some of our memos. Okay. Um, just because it's quick, it's easy, it's actually pretty, for the most part, it yeah. words everything correctly for us um, and it just saves us a lot of time. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing I use it for is just being able to quickly write a memo. See, now that's an answer I would expect because military is probably looking to be efficient. Yeah, and always trying to stay ahead of the yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big topic, obviously, in education as this, you know, continues mm-hmm. to roll along. And, um, you know, people are worried. People are, obviously, the number one thing is people worried about cheating. Um, yeah. You I know, so. I actually saw that with one of our future soldiers. Um, he actually actually used to go to Rogers, um, but then switched this year to go to a different school. It was basically just online. Mm-hmm. And we had to have conversations with his guidance counselors constantly because they were like, he's using ChatGPT to write yeah. his papers. So we had to have const, constant conversations with him and her, and then ultimately he ended up not graduating on time. But yeah, I think you know it's going to have to have conversations about how maybe instruction is going to have to change a little mm-hmm. bit in order to help students learn. Um, because so, and I think those conversations will continue to be had. I think there's a lot of great people out there right now in the education world having these conversations and and really putting out some really cool stuff. So absolutely. All right, let's go into a little bit of the topic of work-life balance. You know, there's, you know, people that that's people struggle with it. I mean, you can get caught up in your work, and then next thing you know, you've forgotten about, maybe not forgotten about, but you're not mentally there for your family, not mentally there for your spouse, whatever, or maybe you just even particularly yourself, you're not taking care of yourself. So. What's your relationship with work-life balance? How do you balance your personal life and and work life? So I, I'll admit I was really bad about it, um, especially right before I moved here to Minnesota. I was in New York. Um, I'm single, so I live by myself. And <clears throat> when I was in New York, I would go, go home from work, and for the most part, I would just hop on my computer and would do some more work. Um, now that I'm home and I have still have my friends, family, nieces, nephews, everybody is around here. I live up in St. Cloud, but I work in Buffalo. So I got about a 40-minute drive home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will use that 40-minute drive to just completely decompress. Uh, My biggest thing now, and I tell my guys the same thing, when you're off work, be off work. Mm -hmm. Um, Just enjoy your family, enjoy your life. Usually, if we have have applicants that will text us, throughout the entire night and all day. Um, so I even tell all of our applicants, like, hey, I live by myself, and I'm usually at my house, so just just text me if we're off, if it's late in the day so my guys can just enjoy their time. Um, and that's kind of big with the military, too. It's just we are so ingrained, like, mission comes first, that a lot of times a lot of guys just get very enthralled into work, and they don't have a good work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of what I've been pushing on my guys and what I've been forcing myself to do as well. Like when I'm off work, every once in a while I'll tap my work phone just to see if I have any messages. But if I'm off work, I'm off work. That's mm-hmm. I got to imagine that's, you know, depending on what your role is in the military, yeah. I got to imagine that is a difficult thing to do. And then, and then, and maybe I'm basing, I, I probably am. I'm probably basing a lot of my, my presumptions off of TV shows movies, and movies. TVs, books. But <laughs> that's got to be, stressful for family relationships too it's very stressful um that's i think that's why the divorce rate within the military has been a little bit higher than normal um what is it 
I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but, but it's, it's higher than it's over fifty percent. It's, it's usually higher than than um, the civilian than the civilian yeah. side of things. Uh, there's actually a joke of like, if you make it to staff sergeant without a divorce, paying child support, then you're an anomaly because oh, that really? just doesn't happen. Um, I I had made it there, and then I got divorced. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that's kind of just really big. A lot of people will end up getting divorced because we're gone so many times. Yeah. Like. After my divorce, I actually realized that throughout my 10-year marriage, I was actually gone for over half of it. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Um, just between deployments and schools and stuff like that. Um, so I can't really blame it. And then we also lived separately once I first became a recruiter because she moved back to Maryland sure. to take care of her dad. So that's kind of our biggest thing is just being able to get that work-life balance. And then our families are going to be also see it and feel it as well yeah. which will ultimately make it better but at the same time we do still have our mission we have to make it um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely difficult yeah i like i said depending on your role i mean you know somebody who's an infantry or, or whatever i mean to be able to turn that off and say oh no like i, I can't even i mean i can't even fathom how hard that would be and there are certain times and we've talked about this and other people that we've talked to is that there's certain times in your life where you are going to have to go, 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 go. And then, you know, you might be putting more emphasis into this area. This area is not, but then you got to bring that back and start spending more time and, you know, here, because there's, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's ever going to be, you know, obviously we'd all like it to be just perfect harmony all the time. I just don't know if that will, if that can ever happen. And to those that are doing it, great. But you know, certain times in your job, you're going to spend more time here and then, you know, you're going to have to just continually, you know, bounce that out throughout, throughout life. Hey, I want to ask you um, a question about just routines. That's really big for us. We talk a lot about routines. There's a lot of research on routines and the importance of routines and creating, you know, habits. But what's a typical morning routine look like for you and maybe a typical after work routine look like for you? So the Kind of like you said, I love routines. Um, if I can be on a routine, um, <laughs> we call it in the military. We call it a battle rhythm. Um, <laughs> I like and that it's word, just a, battle rhythm. It's just a constant thing. We have to continuously like this is what needs to get done. This is when I'm going to take care of it, and it's just my routine. Uh, my mornings usually consist of I will I'll wake up, um, hop in the shower, I'll shave, everything like that, um, and then I just drive my 40 minutes down to work. Um, once I get into work, I immediately have my typical stuff that I always do. I pull up my um, processing list for everybody that we're currently working, pull my guys in, and we do an individual progress review is what we call it, where I, obviously I check in on my guys personally, make sure they're doing okay, make sure family's all right, um, and then we go over each other people and we need make our official plan of like, okay, this is what needs to happen with this person today. Um, mm. And that's kind of like my typical morning. Um, after work, a lot of it kind of depends on the day. Like, I usually go by the week. So I do beach volleyball now. Um, well, beach. <laughs> Sand volleyball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. Say, what beach are you going to? <laughs> I mean, are we talking like Top Gun on the ocean? Or? <laughs> not, not, not as pretty. We're definitely not as good. Um, yeah, so I play um, volleyball at most of the bars around yeah, your half yeah. um, with family and friends. We'll do that every Thursday night. But usually after work, if I got off work at a decent time, I'll try and hit the gym um, on my way or right after I get home. And then I'll just I'll make some dinner. Um, and then if I have some work that I need to catch up on, I'll knock that out. But I try not to do it after work. Um, otherwise, I'll either 
just depending on my mood, I'll kind of either just play my game, play a game on my computer just to kind of decompress, or I'll just watch some TV or something like that. So are you, if you're working out, you're doing it in the afternoon, not in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a morning not person a morning at all. Person. Um, so I literally will stay in bed until like, okay, I have to be at work in an hour and a half. I need to get up so I can shower. Yeah, just enough time to get, get down and out the door. Do you like a little bit of that? Um, I don't know if like the little bit of the stressor, you know, to, to put, to get yourself moving. Like, cause there's some people I know like have to get up because they don't want to feel that stress of rushing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's do me. you, do you kind of go, do you kind of feed off that a little bit? Kind of. Yeah. I know. Like if I know I need to get up at this time, I'm like, okay, it's that time I have to get up. And yeah. that's kind of what forces me to get up. Cause I just, I have a really comfortable bed, so I don't want to get out of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, that's just kind of what I do. A lot of times I grew up as taken after my mother where I was a very big procrastinator. Um, so I would always push everything to the very last minute. And then that's when I typically would do my best work because I got so used to it. Um, now I just use it as like, okay, I will tell myself I need to do something like drastically earlier than I need to just so that that stress hits me a little bit earlier and I can. So how is boot camp for you? It actually was one of the best times of my life because um, I was, like I said, I was two years out of high school and in boot basic training, you don't have to think for yourself. Yeah. Because um, they tell you what you're going to do. They tell you what to wear. They tell you what you're going to eat. Like all you have to do is just deal with the <laughs> fact that there's going to be some right. dudes yelling at you every once yeah. in a while and you're going to work out. Takes the guesswork out of everything. You just just do what they tell you. Yep. Yeah. That's and and that worked for you. Like yeah, it, it was great. It was, okay. Um, like if I could go back and just take like a two month quick basic training break again, I would do it because you don't have to be an adult. You just yeah. just listen to what you're told. That's an interesting oh, perspective. Very... I have a fun question that I just thought of. Do you, are you into military uh, films, movies? Do, uh, do yes. you enjoy that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'm actually rewatching Band of Brothers right now. What oh. is the, mo- in your opinion, in your experience, what is the most accurate depiction of military life out there in a, in a film? I don't think realistically, like for a normal everyday thing, yeah. I don't think any of them. Really. Yeah, I suppose it's um, such a niche because a lot thing. of times too, like the movies, they're taking like the glorified guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like um, I can't remember the movie, the one with the sniper, Chris Seal. Um, was it sniper? Was it was it the Chris American Sniper? Yeah, American Sniper. American sniper, sniper yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're taking the guys like that. And sure, the ones that like Chris Kyle. I think real, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Chris, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Um, and he was one of the. Yeah. best snipers in the world and a great dude from what I've heard. Um, so they're taking guys like that where sure. they have really great stories. Whereas like me, I, if you try and make, write a movie on me, it's going to be a really bad right. movie. Just like the normal <laughs> nine to five kind yeah. of worker. Just, uh, yeah. You know what is intrigues me about some of these, you know, and like you said, they're probably, they're, they're depicting these, you know, heroic characters and a lot of them, you know, they, again, grateful for the service and what they've done. And uh, I, I am super grateful for that, but, I just, the, the wiring of the brain of some of these folks and how they are just, I want to use the word just crazy. I mean, literally crazy. And the, some of the stuff that they can do or will do, um, and they're just wired. I think they're just wired differently. Like mm-hmm. when, you, when you talk about, um, you know, some of my favorite books that I've read or, you know, you've seen is uh, the SEALs, right? Or even in the Army, there's the... Uh, what do you call the, you have the special forces. special forces and the the folks behind? I mean, just different, different. I just they're just wired differently. Yeah, it's it's drastically different. Um, so I actually have like we can actually put in guys as 
directly into SF. Um, now, granted, they have to make it through their selection yeah. and like that. Um, but I've met a few guys that are ex-Special Forces. Um, a lot of times, they're actually like some of the smartest guys that you'll ever meet um, just because they need to know so much for their job that once they get out, they're usually pretty successful guys. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, just the fact that they have that drive and that build to just they will do whatever it takes to protect somebody that they don't even know. Yeah. Um, and I've never met and probably never will meet. And like, it's very awe inspiring and it's kind of what Chris Kyle did. He just, absolutely. Well, they take their body and their mind to the extreme. Yep. Right. You put your body, mind and spirit right to that extreme. And I just, I, I just find there's so much fascination for me about that. And the people that can d- d- do that. I don't know. So you said you can, for, with your recruits, you can put them on a path directly yep so we have a contract it's called it's called an 18x contract um but it's actually as a special forces candidate Um, okay so basically their their path is like they will go in and they're going to go do all the infantry training just regular infantry training and then from there they're going to go to what we call sf selection and assessment um during assessment i had an old buddy in new york that described it the best way possible they're basically treated like a prized racehorse. Okay. Because um, they just, they, they're there to work out and they see nutritionists, physical therapists, everything throughout all of assessment. And then once they get through select, get to selection, if they make it through, then they automatically become a special forces guy within hmm. six, seven, eight months. With of just an, the Army. an additional training, obviously. Yep. Yeah. 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 After that, that then, just yeah, gets they, them into the training. What is it that's, that's happened? What's taking place when you're going through the recruiting process that, that makes you, single someone out as or the percent having, i want to know like the percent of people that yeah. percentage that get there and then from there actually make it so i've only really ever put in maybe about nine or ten okay um sf contracts out of the ones that i've kept in touch with i th- believe maybe one of them have made it through training um so the way that the, the way that we do jobs with like how to pick jobs i don't i should have muted my wall you're fine <laughs> <laughs> um the way that we do jobs in the army is like you pick your job. If you come in and you tell me you want to do this job, if you qualify for it and it's available, like, okay, cool. That's the job you're doing. Um, when somebody comes in and tells me I want to be SF, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit them down and I talk to them (laughs) like, Hey, like the likelihood of you making it through very unlikely. Um, it's like, I want to be in the NBA. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Okay. You want to be the top guy like immediately. It was like, you probably aren't making it through. So I usually will like give them different routes because um, you can always go into SF training even while you're in. Too. Okay. So um, I'm like, pick a job that you want to do, get some military experience that they're actually looking for, and then go try out. Because um, a lot of times too, they'll kick you out of training just to see if you want it bad enough to go back. Play <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a whole different caliber of person. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Let's talk. Um, let's go into some leadership. Uh, so what does leadership mean to you? And, and you have um, obviously, again, grateful for your service for our country. And I appreciate what, what you do. Um, but what does leadership mean to you, Matthew? So I absolutely love this question because we ask this question a lot um, in the military. Um, and we actually have a book answer. Um, I never can remember all of it. But everybody always says it's to provide purpose, motivation and direction um, to better the organization. Um, so that's what the military says it is for me. It's just basically being able to like, I need to be there for my guys. Um, me, since I do run the 
recruiting station up in Buffalo. My goal as the leader in that office is to make sure my guys are taken care of. I know if I take care of my guys, they're going to take care of our mission for us or for me. Um, even though it's my mission, technically, they will take care. They're the ones that are actually out doing it mostly. So as long as I can take care of my guys, guide them in the path, um, like we have, we're all the same rank, but age-wise, we're all drastically different. I'm the oldest in the office. We have a 23-year-old, um, which is completely different to me because I have a niece that's 23. <laughs> um, and then our other two guys are even in between that. So it's everybody's at a different part in their life. We all have different family lives, everything. So just being able to guide and mentor into that. Hmm. I love that. I love that. What about... Uh, um, we talked a little bit about this, and, and, and specifically when you're talking in the military, the burnout, right? People are just burnt out and burning out, and, and we deal with that in the educational system. We have a lot of people that are teachers, uh, principals, anybody in that system. They're tired, they're fried, they're burning out. What's what's some advice you would give to folks that are feeling that in that um, situation, and maybe what do they need to do in order to get out of it i think the biggest things like obviously i know i know you guys get summer break kind of um obviously it's just getting away pace. for a little bit different um, pace a slower yeah, pace, pace which is yeah, great just slow it down a little bit take a little bit of time to just not worry about work and just worry about yourself um even just slightly changing up your routine mm. um to me like that has worked out pretty well because it's like if i slightly change up my routine everything is different for me now mm. um and it's not just the same thing, same mundane thing over and over again. Um, like that's one reason that I absolutely love being in the army because every few years I move and I go do something completely different. Um, even if it's, even though I'm doing the same job, I'm doing it in a completely different place with diff different people and it just changes everything for me. Um, so just being able to change it up just a little bit, like even if you just change one thing, one or two things in your routine will at least kind of help combat the burnout a little bit at least. Hmm. I like that answer. I do. I like that one. Uh, let's ask about, um, you know, talking about leadership. Um, you used the word, Jason, you talked about mentoring. Um, who have been role models or mentors for you um, throughout your life? So I'm, I've always been kind of a loner. Um, so I haven't had a lot of mentors in my life, but one constantly sticks sticks out to me. Um, it's First Sergeant Doyle. Um, he was one of my very first um, company first sergeants when I first joined, and he, him, Sergeant Sergeant Clinkenbeard, and Sergeant Maltby, all three of them basically just like kind of took me under their wing. Like I was having, I was struggling with our PT test, um, which is just our physical mm -hmm. training mm -hmm. test, um, and I was struggling with that. And they're like, they continuously pushed me. Um, and they just all they all saw potential in me and they just were just they just wanted me to do better, even though I didn't think I could do better because um, I always had I had lower self-esteem back when I was younger. And they just were the ones that pushed me, like even just on the life side and the military side of things. Um, so those three have always pretty much always stuck out with me. I actually ran into everybody except for first Sergeant Doyle. They I ran into the other two throughout my career and every single time they still remember me and we still talk and everything. So I think that's, that's so cool. cool. And the importance of the connection and the importance of relationships. And you were talking about how maybe you were struggling, right? Mm -hmm. And you had, you know, call it low self-esteem or whatever. And, 
but the people that came into your life at the right times to surround you, support you, build that, uh, build a relationship with you, push you, however that was, but now look where you're at, and it's really cool to see. And that, that to me, is what life's all about, mm-hmm. and is th- those relationships, the connections that you have, and then now you, someone took you under their wing, but what you're doing now is you're paying that forward and helping others as well too. I just that to me is what life's all about. Yeah, and I that's one of the big things that the military is about too. Like I had a soldier last time I was in Kansas. I had a soldier. She got out, and I'm like, I think you would do really good in the army, but obviously you have your own things. We have each other on Facebook. We talk, not we don't constantly talk, but we still talk every once in a while and just check in, see how things are going. And that's what I, that's what I, one thing that I love about the military. Like we're forced to make really good um, relationships mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, like the four guys me and the other guys in the office right now, we've only been working together for a year now. And if you come into the office and we're all just kind of doing our thing, you will not think that we've only worked together for a year mm. and have only known each other for a year because we just, we know each other so well at this point and we just know how to have fun. So we just always make fun, job work fun. I love it. High vibing. Uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about, we've got a couple more questions here for you, Matt. And, and one of them is we always ask our guests about just what their fit or what, let's just talk about your favorite leadership and or health resources could be books, could be podcasts, could be people, apps, anything like that, that you would share with the listeners. Um, so I actually just recently found it. So I'm, I'm not great in the gym, so I'm really bad about making workout stuff. So I actually found a app that one helps you choose or helps you figure out um your actual fitness stuff um it's called caliber um but i use that pretty regularly to at least just make my workouts okay um and then does, does it help does it kind of help you put those workouts together based on what you put in or how yeah, does that work yeah so it asks you a whole bunch of questions okay. of like what your goals are sure. what your experience in the gym level is everything like that and what you want to do and then it just gives you workouts from there. And then you're able to track your progress, um, which I think is the biggest thing because a lot of us will, we won't see progress right away. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of give up. Um, I was like that for quite a while, actually. Um, like I want immediate self-gratification. <laughs> um, but as you, if, if you're able to see it on a continuous basis and just see it grow up, you're, you're going to be able to do that. Um, otherwise, biggest things, like obviously for me, I'm a gamer. I love gaming. Um, that's my kind of that's my time to be able to just sit down and just kind of zone out and just enjoy um, enjoy my time and not worry about my life around me um, that and then obviously like if you play music play your music find time find time to do what your hobbies are yeah mm-hmm. love it I got a couple of questions um, one I just thought of a couple of minutes ago as I'm sitting there thinking about things obviously you are you know you go into schools. What what advice or, or what would what things do you would you want maybe administrators or educators to know about you know we talk about getting kids ready you know future ready whether that be career college military I mean those are you know some of the three big options right I mean what are some things that you wish schools or educators would know or principals. So for us, obviously coming into schools, a lot of administrators think that we're just trying to come in and just just take your take your students, um, and that's that's not the case. Um, yes, we are trying. Obviously, we have our mission. We are there to do a job, 
Um, yes, but at the same time, we want to a help the school, um, and then b also we want to help the students, um, and even help administrators. Like we will, I've had people chaperone um, dances, school mm-hmm. dances, stuff like that. Um, right now, we actually have one of our guys. He's coaching or helping coach the Monticello football team. Oh, wow. Um, so we kind of do the same thing. And that's kind of the biggest thing is like a lot of times administrators, they just they think that we're just coming in and we just we want to waste your time and we want to take kids away and stuff like this. And it's like, no, that's not really the thing. Like we have a lot of different stuff. Um, so like actually here towards the end of the summer, once you guys are all kind of start slowly getting back into the work, um, we are going to be doing for all of our schools, we're going to be doing like a what we call an educate the educator thing. Um where we are going to try and just set up a time where we can come and talk to the entire staff. Um, We'll bring lunch, everything like that, um, and just tell you, like, hey, this is what we can actually do for you. Um, Because a lot of times, a lot of of schools, they just don't know what we actually can do for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of just our main thing is just being able to get out there and just talk to you guys about what we can actually do. I I like it because, I mean, I I put myself in that category. You know, we're – we're so busy at mm-hmm. the school with the, just the day-to-day things that are happening. And, um, you know, I see you guys there. I see uh, kids doing pull-ups and, and all the stuff at, at lunch. And, um, but it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of in the periphery. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so I like that idea. That's cool. Last question. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, this is kind of, kind of the big one. And, and, uh, um, we, we ask our, our guests if there was, one single piece of advice that you would give a listener who is looking to make a shift in their life in a positive direction for whatever reason and whatever capacity, um, what is one single thing that you could tell a listener that they could implement tomorrow? Um, so this is actually a really big one. So I actually have to tell a lot of my applicants the same thing a lot. Um, and it's going to sound kind of cold hearted, but sometimes you have to be selfish. Um, like if you are trying to make a decision, like especially if you're not married, you're single, and you're you're an adult now, um, you need to look after yourself. Um, and just every once in a while, you just need to be selfish and just do something that's going to make you happy or set yourself set your, words are hard. <laughs> set yourself up for the future. Something like that. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing. And like a lot of kids, obviously, especially. Here in Minnesota, we're very family-oriented. We don't want to leave family. We don't want to do something that's going to make our parents angry. But sometimes you just have to do it. Be selfish sometimes. You got that's to. Good. I do. I that's think good. that's what, what we talk about. It starts with you, right? I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta figure out. We also have heard um, guests talk about you got to be your own champion. Yep. You got to champion yourself. I mean, so much we want to look on what I'm hearing you say. So much. We, we're always looking for outside stuff, but at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta look yourself in the mirror every day, and it, it you gotta figure it out. Be your own champion. And I like that. I like what you said there. Well, I love that you have shared that that um, you know to my surprise that the military has taken a shift in in all of this stuff when it comes to overall health and wellness. I mean, and we didn't even touch on you know. Um, you know, suicide rates mm-hmm. and, and, and all the, the tragic, um, things related to, uh, military, um, life and, and whatnot. And so I love that you're telling me that the military is taking a, a turn and, and, um, focusing more on this kind of stuff yeah. because I mean, 
again, you know, hats off and, and gratitude and thanks to every, all the men and women that have served and are currently serving. And, and, um, um, it's a big sacrifice and, and, uh, it's, it needs to be highlighted more. So. Yeah. That's definitely kind of what I'm here for. Just let the community know like, Hey, we're not all about kind of like you said, we're not, we're not how the movies are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed a lot. So. That's well, really that's cool. Good. I appreciate your time coming in. I want to ask one question because it's, yeah. it's, it it's been on my mind here, and I don't know why it just popped in my head. When you go back to, like, let's just say basic training, was there a food or a meal that you were like, this this thing is awesome. I eat this every day now. So the a lot of people will say Chili Mac is the best thing. Um, me, I absolutely love anything Army breakfast. Um, if I can go into a DFAC, um, which is just our dining facilities, and get me a good scramble or some eggs and some bacon. I'm I'm set for the day. <laughs> I love it. The other thing I noticed too is everything is an acronym. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's just not in schools. No, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's right, everywhere. Right. I love it. Defac. Oh, uh, well, hey, Matthew. Again, thank you for for coming down and, and meeting with us today. Um, this has been been very enlightening. It's been a pleasure sitting down and talking to you. Um, and just thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and it's been, been fun. Matthew, I also wanted to say thanks again. Thanks for serving. Thanks for all that you're doing on behalf of um, everybody. Thank you. Um, I, where can listeners, if they if they want to get in contact with you, want to uh, find you, maybe on social media, maybe email, whatever, we'll also put this in the show notes. But where can people connect with you? So I'm really bad. I don't remember my phone numbers. Um, however, I do have, so we have our station Instagram page. Um, this will probably be one of the best ones to look at. And it's literally just us army underscore Buffalo underscore MN. Okay. Um, I'll make sure to get that in the notes. So that's one of the main ones for our station. And then if you want to hit me personally, it's just SSG underscore Matt underscore Redding. Perfect. We'll get that in the show notes again. Matt, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. I've learned a lot today. Absolutely. Um, and I'm really glad that I have this connection with you now and a relationship with you. That's awesome. So hats off to you. And Kev, I think that's it. We're good. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you.